0: This is the Urban Political.
1: The podcast on urban theory, research, and activism.
2: We had an island. We were a stomping old tribe on an island. Red faces, hairy bodies, happy to be hairy, happy to be hairy. When the breezes tickled the hairs of our body Happy to be hairy, happy to be hairy Next best thing to having feathers That was our national anthem Right, hairy tribe, hairy red storytelling Song singing, (laughs) dragon fighting, fire drinking tribe Used to get invaded every other weekend Romans, Vikings, Celts, fire, sword, they pushed us back, but they never broke us down. In between invasions, we grew spuds and barley, took our animals wherever there was a river and some grass. When the snows came, we moved south. When the rivers dried, we moved west. (coughs) When the invaders came, we burnt our crops, moved. Until one day we were surrounded by warriors. Same old fire and sword, but used efficiently. They slaughtered our warriors. (laughs) Lined up the rest of us, and there were speeches about law and order. And this is what they did. This is government. You take an island, and cut it carefully with a razor blade called Law and Order into a jigsaw of pieces the big, rich coloured pieces go to the big, rich men and the smaller, paler pieces five bed, two recept barn, morning lights, five acres go to the small rich men and nothing at all goes to those who have Nothing at all. Absurd? The many nothing at alls wouldn't stand back and see their island slashed into 10,000 pieces. They didn't stand back. Our hairy tribal ancestors, some of them stood up, some spoke out, fought back. They were slashed down by the giant razor blade. I know. And now, the rich seldom have to kill to defend the land they stole from all the tribe. Wire fences, guard dogs loose on these premises, no trespassing, bailiffs, security guards, police, magistrates' courts, prisons, grey prison where the brain and the flesh turn gray. The green English years stroll by outside the walls. So, who needs fire and sword? The tribe has been tamed. And our island, our gaff, <coughs> green, stony, gentle, rough, amazing haven, entirely surrounded by fish, has been stolen from the tribe. It was robbery with most bloody violence, and that was history. History is about the dead. Then is our tribe dead? Is our tribe dead? Is the tribe dead? No. Thank you, madam.
3: You just heard Chris Runchell recite Adrian Mitchell's poem, Ancestors. The music was by Philip Klaus and violin. I recently returned from the annual conference of the International Network for Urban Research and Activism, INURA, in Luxembourg, where I recorded Chris and Philip's performance along with the fragments of a few interviews that I would present in this podcast. INURA celebrated 30 years of its foundation this year, so the gathering was extra special. You will hear Constance Carr, one of the co-organizers of Enura uh, Luxembourg, along with several other INURA members, such as Luan Tranchel, Fred Robinson, Marvi Maggio, Tino Buchholz, Laura Collini, and several others reflect on the conference and the 30 years of INURA. Please stick until the end of this podcast for another recital by Chris of the Protestant song Diggers with Philip on violin.
4: So, I'm Constance Carr. Most people know me as Connie. And I, yeah, I'm a postdoc, senior postdoc at the University of Luxembourg Department of Geography and Spatial Planning. And um, I am the chief organizer of the ANURA 2022 uh, conference. So, yeah, this is a long time coming, this conference. We planned actually, we initially planned to have this conference. Um, or we initially proposed to have this conference in 2018, I think it was. And then <laughs> um, finally we decided that we could do 2020. And yeah, we the initial idea was actually to bring Inura, the critical voices of Inura, to a country, to the Grand Duchy. Which has a kind of a reputation for not being very transparent in its planning policies, being somewhat dictatorial. Although this is very disputed, of course, it is a democracy. Um, but we wanted to generate discussion in the country, and that was, we thought the Nura would be a really great opportunity to talk about spatial planning issues with a really um, with a, a, a Nura that has a really great knowledge base and very critical knowledge base on this. And so that was our intent. And for 2020, we had like a great program. We wanted to show you, uh, wanted to show Inura, bring Inura to introduce Enura to many different parts of the Grand Duchy, not just the city, but also Esch in the south, to Belval, to we wanted to go to the north. We wanted to look at community groups in Esch region. We had bike trips to transition garden, car, urban gardening projects, and um, we had a meeting at Mecco, that which is the uh, Mouvement Ecologique, which is French for Friends of the Earth. And we had meetings with the spatial planning. So we had a really big program planned. And it was supposed to be a week long. And then we were going to have a three-day retreat. I mean, it was a really big thing. And we had it all lined up. I don't remember the exact date, but it was like literally maybe three days afterwards... I don't know, not, it was, I was basically about to open registration and say, okay, come on. And then the the lockdown came and then the whole thing just kind of <laughs> just fizzled out. <laughs> and um, there was some, we met back and forth of hope of whether we could do it somehow, but then it was actually fairly clear, fairly quickly that it wasn't going to work. So we postponed it till 2021. I think at that point we were still thinking, okay, this is a six week or a 12 week thing. This is going to pass. But then, yeah, we realized that it wouldn't, and then, yeah, 2022 rolled around, and actually it was January 2022, we kind of had a group of gathering again, said, can we do this, maybe, we're not sure, so we did a scaled down version of it. And uh, that's uh, how we got to the format of this conference, at least, which was, you know, one day of, 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 of Luxembourg and then two days of celebration and anniversary celebrations. Because this was the 30th anniversary, 30th Conference of Endura, and that was a big event. And so this is how we kind of arrived at that. And to celebrate the 30th anniversary, we thought, OK, let's have um, a series of conversations about, you know, looking forward. The, the time of the pandemic was really kind of, everyone was at home and in home office and we were trying to reflecting on what, you know, Enura had done. And, you know, and Philippe in the Zurich Common Office, he had organized a bunch of online meetings to, to, to reflect on Enura as an organization and what it has achieved and where it's been and what its effects are. And then the idea was to come back face to face and think forward. But then, when we got when we got there, we realized, oh my God! Like all these crazy urban crises are happening now, and so that's why we got to this program that goes, addresses climate change and then housing crisis or housing exclusion, and and um, of course the Ukraine war and uh, politics. So all these big, major, heavy topics came up, and we said, okay, let's just let's go forward with this, and that was how we arrived at the program, basically, and
5: yeah. <laughs>
3: And I, I, I must say, you did so well with the uncertainty, and like you know, also sort of.
4: Yes, that was a big topic, of course, too. Know, yeah. Planning, planning
3: again and again, and being sort of open to the uncertainty around it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great conference. I really enjoyed it, and everyone else enjoyed it. Thanks a so Glad. For <laughs> <amazing abundance. laughs> my pleasure. Ultimately, yeah. my honor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. So, so we are speaking with Marvi now. So Marvi, what were your reflections on Inura this year?
4: Well this year we,
1: we meet after a long time that was not possible to do it because of covid so it was a special kind of things very very full of uh, very full of issue that we wanted to discuss and the other point was that it is 30 year of Inura, so we wanted to celebrate uh, this birthday and we done this uh, discussing very key issue like uh, the the possibility to discuss issue, urban issue, through uh, space and time all over the world. But we have done this in a special way. <laughs> I mean, we are very... Uh, we know that it's not possible to uh, generalize what we see in a place and to use it in, in another. That was done by a uh, kind of colonial thinking. I mean, right. so you, you um, make... A research about a town and then you think that that is will be the same development all over the world and this is not true As Jenny
3: was pointing to that
1: yeah Jennifer Jenny Robinson, uh, Robinson yeah. is a yeah. very nice scholar that studied it yeah. but th- there was a danger like to say yeah. <laughs> we center. so yeah. we we do the research in a place that is no more in the west yeah. no more in the fir- first world but still we want to generalize yeah But a step further is we don't generalize if it is not the case. So the idea is to have general uh, question and specific answer. That means the general question is urbanization, territorialization, the deprivation and all the problem of exploitation and uh, dispossession and all these things. But how they develop in each place? That is the point, because this open up also possibility for change. If I understand very well who is the, respo- the, the responsible yeah. processes, because this is the idea, to uh, act on the processes, mm. not on the effect, not mm. try to manage the effect, but just the process. And I was involved also in discussing uh, there was a panel about Marxism and movement, mm. and that was th- the point to uh, understand how the method uh, that Marx proposed was important just because it posed the right demand, that is understand how the material basis of a society is organized, how it's produced how you deal with nature how you use technology, how you produce what you need what are your social relations, institutional form, etc. That are the questions And then the answer, of course, are very different in different place. Mm. And they open up different situations. And what is important also of Marxism is that um, it's not only that look at the material basis, but also the matter that have an historical view. So, we can add all the demand of the movement, like the feminist movement, the anti-racist movement, like, (laughs) I quote uh, in my... (laughs) um, in my contribution, also the Black Panther, because they were so important. So through time, the Zabatist and the movement against the globalization, about uh, against the uh, uh, World Trade Organization, etc. So Marxism is useful if you add new demand. You look up at the differences, at how it's developing now, and that's the point. But this was one of the things discussed. But I mean, there were also the environmental question. Mm -hmm. and uh, the institutional question is you can say that all these uh, things that compound the material biases you can say of uh, of the organization of a society all these very often are treated in a split way so Mm -hmm. each movement try to change one of these try to enter in the politics and the institutional or work about capital labor or work about social relation. I mean, this idea to work only on one piece, not in the totality, it means that, and and think that working only on one piece, only on one social relation will change all the other, proved
6: to
1: be not not useful. And the point is to to understand that you have to treat, to, to... to see the totality of all these processes, see them as processes, social processes, territorial, that are territorial and also uh, historical. And at the same time, they have to face totality knowing that they have their own specificity. Hmm. So that's a bit the thing. And uh, there were several other panels that I can tell all about. But I mean, it was uh, was, uh, a very nice... Coming occasion, together. coming together, and uh, and we are ready also to uh, to op- open up more. And uh, uh, something that I can say that was very good, and uh, to have you, for example, your meeting, <laughs> your your work is so interesting and so important to develop, because other, otherwise, I mean there are general questions, specific answers but then when you study a specific space, new questions can arise that can be useful to understand the place in which I live, in which I try to so it's a key point it's it's, uh, the the knowledge not only to understand the world but to transform it, we are still there and that's a key key thing
3: Thanks Marvi, so Thanks a lot. Just a side note here, we are in the center of Luxembourg, and it feels like we are in the countryside. <laughs> yeah. Luxembourg city is full of contradictions.: <laughs> yeah. I will walk very fast with you, Richard, sir so. Okay. so we're talking to Richard now. Um, what was the question again, please? So what are your reflections on Inura um, this time? Contents? Yeah, this, time? Yeah. this time? This yeah, time?
7: Yeah. Well, for me, it's very special because in the past 10 years, I was with Inura only very few times and only very few days. But before, the 20 years before, I was a regular uh, attendant of the conferences. I was one of the founders. So I'm really happy that even after 30 years altogether, Inora is still going strong and it has uh, contained or maintained maintained the same uh, sort of friendly atmosphere and uh, this, this kind of feeling of in, in a way it's like a big family you have the old members of the family you have the young members of the family but we try to integrate everyone and everyone can really say what, what they think and what they want and they can even test ideas if they want to uh, as, as long as it's not offensive we have strict rules about being offensive aggressive and so on so we are very correct and we have a general, a general understanding of, of, of social justice, let's put it that way, in the city. Yeah. So that's what brings us together. And, and besides that, everybody is involved in different uh, pro- projects, subjects, positions, universities, um, independent companies and so on, consultancies... Some of us are retired, like I myself, since six weeks. Six (laughs) weeks. Since six weeks. (laughs) And but but the main thing is the interest in in cities and improving the cities. And I think, I think you are, even uh, also here in Luxembourg. Once again, it was uh, successful, in that we were, in that we were uh, seeing a new city because we try to, to go to a different city every year. And we have local organizers preparing the conference. This is a bit special this year because for two years we couldn't meet and the team here in Luxembourg has, has prepared the conferences for three years. Every year, again and again and again, and it was canceled twice. And finally, now we come together. And what was your favorite session? <laughs> Um I, well my favorite session I mean it's it's a bit it sounds a bit uh, or one uh,
3: session you would like to talk about um the
7: the, the Maria who was talking from from Ukraine yeah. we have one of our our members of our friends who comes from the city of Kharkiv and 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 she was I mean this is, was very uh, f- f- how do you say saddening very moving very very emotional of course to hear the 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 w- w- the first-hand account of, of what what is going on and what is happening especially to her and her family. Very, yeah. very, very personal and not necessarily yeah. an urban topic, but then again, of course, it is an urban topic because uh, we're talking about cities that are also in wars main targets of, yeah. of, of policies, to put it that way. Right. If, if you can put a war in the terms of policy... And that was, I think, that was the most moving. And the other thing is that this time, especially, I found it very interesting the mix, mm-hmm. because there are not so many people as we are in other conferences. But the mix of people from from India, from China, from from Brazil, from Australia. So having m- maybe only forty, forty, fifty people together from all over the world, Cuba, I forgot, all over Europe, Canada uh united states and and many of the people work and come from different countries each one represents two or three different cultures maybe Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of setting that i really like and i love just to be with people also personally Mm -hmm. also on a very personal not not just not just the professional level but also on a personal level thanks richard okay
3: So we're talking to Maria from Kharkiv University. And Maria, how did you find Inura? What was your uh, reflections on it? What are your reflections on it?
0: Uh, I like it very much. Uh, I find that um, in this kind of community where people gather from different uh, backgrounds and countries uh, and um, they have... um, different views and ideas on the same matters and when they bring it all together, um, I think it is valuable for all the sides and I find also valuable ideas for myself.
3: And what was your favourite session? I mean, we all loved your talk about Kharkiv. Thanks. Uh, What was your second (laughs) favourite?
0: I'm not sure I need to to check with the schedule. (laughs) No, I'm not sure. I I can pick one. Uh, I I mean, I skipped some from Monday. uh, But from Sunday, it was like uh, one big whole discussion. uh, Because on different sections, we did have uh, similar topics. uh, And they intercrossed. Uh, like about uh, combining research and activism.
8: Yeah.
3: Mm. Thanks. Thanks want, a lot.
0: You want to know something else?
3: Yeah. I mean, what did you think of uh, the final, the final session on uh, Mexico and China?
0: Um. I have never been to those places, yeah. and. Uh, These are quite unusual settings for me. Uh, I think in part it was um, a very difficult one uh, because we were discussing um, troubled societies and it involves um, uh, institutional power being used against the good of people. Uh, But also we can see how people abuse the possibilities. And so this uh, intercrossing of different interests that shape the urban space, I think this was also the topic from some other section.
3: (laughs) Thanks, thanks Maria. Yeah. So I'm with Fred, uh, one of the founding members of Inura. So Fred, what did you think about Inura Luxembourg?
9: I thought the organisers did a great job to actually continue to think that we could organise a conference, even though it was uh, delayed twice by the pandemic. So here we are. We've done a conference. We've got to, to know something about Luxembourg, which many of us have never been to before. We understand better its contradictions between the modern city, banking interests, financial interests and tourism and the flows of migration and all daily migration and, uh, and all the rest of it. It's it's a more complicated place than we first thought.
3: That's that's incredible. That that you that you could find something new about Luxembourg?
9: Uh, yes well it started it started from the low base I haven't thought very much about Luxembourg before but now I come away from a conference like this um, and that's the great thing about Inura conferences they are located in a place we all try to kind of uh, get hold of that place apprehend that place and we come away with some not just good memories of comradeship but also a sense of Comradeship amongst us in a particular place. So um, it's unlike many other conferences in that sense. We are rooted, and that's very enriching for geographers and social scientists. Very well said, Fred. Thanks so, a lot. For thank that. you very much.
3: So that's Anitra Niel- Nielsen, the Nelson. author N- Nelson, the author of the famous yeah. book uh, on famous books on degrowth. There's several. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you feel about? The-
5: conference? Um, what I've really enjoyed about the Inura conference has been the very, um, the focus on relationships between people who are all talking about very exciting and interesting and very important and significant work that they're doing. Um, not just a, with a focus on urban, but really significant problems for the world in terms of sustainability, inequity, um, and also economy.
3: Mm -hmm. And Anitra, you you came from Australia and you're going to be around in Europe for a while, right? Like, you're doing, like, a tour? Yes,
5: I'm doing doing five conferences in four weeks because I would never leave Australia, and... um, have and and uh, be responsible for all the carbon emissions that are involved with the air flight, um, unless I had a lot, number of good reasons for doing this. Uh, yeah.
3: Thanks, Anitra, and we hope you, we see you at the next inura.
5: Yes, I'm really looking forward to it, Thank and you. I'll enjoy the uh, emails in between and the other activities that we have. Thanks, Anitra.
8: Happy how it how it went. We had. Quite good presentations and and, and discussions and um, although it's not a huge conference, uh, uh, it it's, it was managed well and yes, I, I feel at ease how it went and um, I hope we we can continue like this. I mean, this is I think the format we 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 can continue. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so Thanks, Harry. And did you enjoy the film last night?
8: Yes, very much. I, uh, it was, I think, better than I expected. It was, it was well made. And, of course, I feel a bit, I feel much more interested because it's about Holland and Poland, where I studied in 75. Uh, so, uh, and uh, yes, I, and, and it touched um, subjects that both from the Polish side and from the Dutch side uh, are, are, uh, are quite uh, on, the, on the table now.
3: And I love the story of uh, you squatting this youth hostel site, site before it was a youth hostel. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. And, and that was great.
8: the. Uh, uh, this is the third generation youth hostel. I squatted the first, which was an old villa. Yeah. And then they built. I think they built uh, the building behind this, and this is an, is an extension. So it's the third generation. And myself, I am a grandfather. So I feel these three generations in my personal life as well.
3: <laughs> Thanks, sorry. I mean, just for our listeners, this is about the youth hostel where the conference happened. Rita, Yes,
0: i really like to be back after two years, Um, and I think it's also good to know that um, it will continue. I have the feeling that um, even if a lot of important and great people are missing, they couldn't come for various reasons, we'll have more in your conferences in the future, and hopefully we can also integrate new people (laughs) like you and others and that we can keep on with what we started.
3: Thanks, Britta. And Britta had a, an amazing Deutsche Wohnen und Enteignen mask on throughout the conference, which she has right now as well.
7: Well, quickly and extremely grateful to the local group and Connie that organized the conference three times practically. So to bring together all the group here was fantastic to meet all of the people personally again Uh, well the conference it's a little bit different from the past it's quite obvious because of the problem we had in the past in in the the last two years but it's 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 okay even if i hope to go back to the normal format with more city tour and more engagement with the place but nevertheless it's it's great it was great My name Jacopo. Jacopo. Yeah. Jacopo.
3: That was Jacopo. Thanks, Jacopo.
5: Taking interviews. Camilla. Yes. Talk to
3: our listeners about the conference that you just. Uh,
1: My thoughts about the conference yeah. and the visiting. Short. Very short. I found it uh, very much engaging. Again, after this long uh, break, and I think. Um, uh, topics from the past that <coughs> we have been exploring for years are still very much important for the future research and, act and action agendas. So a lot of uh, energies for the future meetings and uh, the work that all we have to do for our place we live in. So a lot of fights, action and research. That's Thanks. my opinion.
3: Thanks, Camila. That was Camila um, yeah. So I'm with Lorenzo and Laura <laughs> at the Inura in Luxembourg and what did you think about the conference?
10: Well first of all it was a, a, a great pleasure to be back at the Inura conference as kind of old uh, uh, members who have been missing this kind of uh, yearly appointment uh, uh with the covid so it was definitely a pleasure to go back uh, to uh, meet this family somehow of uh, friends activists, researchers which since so many years has this uh, dialogue almost constant dialogue that was a bit uh, lost during the last uh, couple of years so it's a great pleasure to uh, reconnect with it it was also a very interesting uh, conference because I think was the opportunity to sum up a lot of the um, issues that we have been confronted with during this uh, uh, particular uh, year. So it was also a, a, a special conference because usually we had a much stronger focus on a specific place. In this case... The focus was not so much on Luxembourg, but more on, the, I would say, the, the, the global scale of, of uh, struggles and discourse, the kind of uh, impact that the last years had on urban struggles and urban discourse. So I think it was a super interesting recap, reconnection of uh, uh, yeah, ideas. And 30
3: years of Enura.
10: Yes, 30 years of Inura, but especially what happened during the last three years in, 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 the, in because the.
3: Luxembourg had like a central role on that? Right?
10: Yes, of course it has this role in, as, as, a, as a 30 year conference, uh, so also somehow to, to, to make some um, uh, balance out of uh, the, the, the activity. But again, as I said, that was also this particular moment with uh, the pandemic, uh, the shift in a lot of uh, practices from real to virtual uh, and back now to real, just to discover how many things and change have been, impacts, uh, transformation. So I think it was very useful from this point of view as a refreshing moment
6: um i share what Lorenzo just said about the uh, pleasure of having you know the the physical the personal um, space for a debate um I want to focus more on the um, on the topic because we have a a variation of topics because that's what Inura is so everybody brings in their own his own or her own perspective on things so um, one of the dialogues or the debates that we had was about the conceptualization of state uh, and the local state. And I found very interesting the approach of Philippe Koch that was speaking about the uh, polyhedric uh, formation of state, but also what Jennifer was saying about the conceptualization of the local state and the multi-stakeholder um, um, definition of uh, the um, of, of the negotiation that are a part of decision making um, um, in uh, in the relation between the states and the local state um, the other uh, thread that we had but did not develop um, enough I think it was this uh, authoritaria Terrorism and border regime. Uh, I think those very important aspects that uh, it's uh, on our skins so much uh, these days because of the what's going on in um, Eastern, in, in Ukraine and. Um, Uh, But also, you know, the conceptualization of borders as something that we administratively see, but we don't see. And I think it ties well with the discussion that we were having today about Luxembourg. Uh, Luxembourg is a well-defined, it has its own border, its administrative borders, but it's also a space of flows. Because of the banking investment and the financial sector, and the fact that uh, the transportation is free, so there is a lot of investment on you know this transient uh, possibilities of living the city. Um, And this idea of transient possibility of uh, understanding the cities it it ties also with the financialization discussions that we had uh, that was um, 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 uh, taken up by. Uh, the example of the condominium uh, in uh, in Toronto in Ontario. Uh, the um, uh, what is happening in, um, in Amsterdam with the financialization of the housing market, uh, both private and rental market, but also the, um, uh, the, the debate on the resistance towards financialization of housing and land in the case of Belo Horizonte in, Bla- in Brazil with a focus more on the legitimacy rather than the legality and i think that that is very much at the very core of inura trying to understand what are the root causes of the creation of uh, inequality and scarcity and that we have been observing through you know the manifestation through homelessness and the unaffordability inadequacy of you know living in the city so that that's for me it was a very dense um, two days (laughs) until now different from what we had in the past because it was very much an observation of uh, and meeting uh, local activists but it it didn't happen here but we had this plethora of um, of observation that we also have been doing in in solitude (laughs) uh, before coming to Inura so yeah glad simply glad to be here
3: (laughs) thank you
2: Hello, I'm Chris Tranchell, I'm from London and um, I'm a long-time member of Inura. My wife has attended, was a founder member and has attended most of the meetings. I've attended about 10. And it's such a wonderful social group because the people are um, from very diverse backgrounds and experience, but are all committed to this... Um, we say urban development, which could be uh, very vague, but it comes down very specifically to creating a good community, and what those priorities are. Priorities are, and uh, so often a little a little thing will come up, like the phrase about how do we sort out this class divide where so many people are right wing that they maybe don't know what's going on, but they'll always vote for the what turns out to be the worst for the community. And the fact that it came up this week that Casper, who's um, Polish, Mm -hmm. that he he brought in the thing of um, the patriarchy and that it's um, women who suffer most from it, but of course one doesn't think of freeing men from the patriarchy. And I think that's a wonderful idea to have a campaign on that. It's... it's, uh, it could it could cla- cross the class divide because upper class women feel, um, yes, men treat us badly. And so uh, and it's men who are the worst element of the pomposity and the arrogance of the right that um, uh, oppress ordinary working men as well. So it just seemed to me... I mean, it's a dream in a way, but it is a lovely thought when you get... And it leads to other thoughts that can be creative as well. And we're very much into the la- value of the land because there's many fine writers who have written about it. There's a man called George Mombio, who's a well-known Guardian journalist, the newspaper The Guardian, but he's also a lecturer in Oxford University. He came to one of the conferences... And there, shortly afterwards, he wrote this piece on the fact that, how, how come you own the land? Um, William the Conqueror is going to go all the way back to the, uh, 1066 in our history, because he then he conquers the country, and you helped me, so you can have that big bit of country that's Yorkshire, um, and you can have that big bit of country. There's Wales, we'll call you the Prince of Wales and you can be the heir to my throne. You know, and the country ends up being owned by originally very few people and it's now splintered a bit more. But um it's still how on earth can you have the land if you're at all of any faith, you're gonna say, um wasn't isn't it a resource for all of us? Um how come you get a bigger bet bit, you know? And I think it comes down to that in many different ways, and it, it is often echoed in things that say that people are giving us their paper on. And I, I, I love it when I hear an echo about um, that comes back to the necessity of having a fair assessment of the value of the land so that they either pay real serious tax on it because its value increases every year, hugely, uh, and yet they're doing nothing to it. It just gets more and more value to it. So if we just tax the value, not 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 taking that away, the increased value, just taxing the increased value, you'd have so much money to use honourably, you know? I mean, there are things like that that... that I mean, that's been a long campaign, but it's a question of getting the language across and the sense of it to ordinary people who think... Who will actually... It's not until you can get people thinking along those lines themselves that you begin to move people. That is, you you do have to have a revolution in the individual, ultimately, as well as in um, a, a, in order to get a, a revolution that isn't violent within a country. So you can have a violent revolution, say, we've had enough, you're going. If not, bang bang. Or you can um, you can actually influence enough individuals for for it to be common a common point of discussion and negotiation so, you know, so that everyone makes concessions and modifies a bit, but we meet somewhere. As in the end of all horrible wars, eventually you're round a table. You're talking and you settle something. And so it's... In a way, we are continually round that table after a long period in history that is a sort of war against the abuse of the ordinary citizen in terms of uh, big business coming along and this bit of land is too valuable to have people living on it ordinary people I can make a lot of money building this or having my my works here mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that a lot of cities were becoming ghost cities. Tell me when I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, I, all right, So I make one last point yeah. that it may, may uh, echo in many people's minds? Yeah. that you, you have the centre of a city, and uh, so it, it's the popular place, and the value in yeah. the land goes up, the value in the property goes up, so eventually it's too expensive for the people you need to do the work yeah. to live there, so they have to leave... Yeah and then they have to transport themselves in in order to do the essential services. So those things are being tackled all the time as well. So more and more people are aware of that at the moment.
11: But I have appreciated this eventual conference, and I also appreciated how much work has gone into it, because Connie has possibly had two goes at making it a conference, mm-hmm. making all the the arrangements and lots of what goes on in a conference is hid, hidden um, it's hoping that it will bring people together and it certainly has I think in the first day where I heard you talk about India and the young woman talk about China mm-hmm. and Tommy yeah. talk about China and there was also the, the man from Palestine talk about how that's going or how it intends to go. So I think the two aspects, the two layers that I'm very interested in, not as a researcher because I'm not, as an activist, is um, how do you get people to actually have the courage to to think you would change the system and how detailed, how far can you get with you thinking about it yourself? Are you going to change your system? Are you able to? Are you likely to be able more to refine it as you go on with a wider circle or whatever? So I have appreciated this conference because it seemed to have input from stuff that I've mostly only read about or watched on the television because I though I've heard of Modi, I don't know much about what it's like to be ruled by him or to be waiting to see what he thinks is best next um, it's important to try to get round to where we make some research in suggestions of how people could change their lifestyle or shift their biases or identify things which could we could do together and we could hand on to our children because I'm very aware having brought up three children that a lot of the seeds of what they do started with the invitations and the practice we gave them and so I though I don't want them to adhere very tightly to what I suggested I am quite um, peaceful about the fact that I made it as as a rule of the family that we would learn to share and we have I don't think anybody's fell out bitterly about anything really to be honest and one of, We have two daughters and a son, and one of our daughters and her family live upstairs because we split the house. It has two front doors, mm-hmm. so it's, and it's in a, a very urban district. So it wasn't such a weird thing to suggest that rather than you leave the house to your, your children that you actually split it now when it's needed so there are things that pop up in in Europe which I am mightily pleased to hear and very relieved to think that young, advancing often well-heeled students think are worth studying and I'm all for them Um, we've had a few wars but this war is the most depressing and disturbing Um, and I'm glad that we've just spent this session just listening to an exchange because you might have noticed that one of the candidates said um, that it's not easy to speak about it and as you speak about it certain things come to you which throw you off kilter and make you emotional or well, certainly the war in Ukraine I spent my entire life until this moment really um, on Russia's side very interested in all of what Russia achieved, what frustrated them what went wrong but I love all the Russian literature and you might have had from Chris that the performances and the characters that are in the Russian series are very stirring and they mean a lot to us so To suddenly see it all under the thumb of a man who's burning with rage and hate. And he said it just before his television started, that he wanted to wipe them off the face of the earth, and that is never a, a wise starting point. But in case.
3: Alright, your food has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot for that. That Cheers. Thank you.
2: It's um, (coughs) (coughs) It's a history lesson, (coughs) yes. In in 1649, to St. George's Hill, a ragged band they called the Diggers came. To show the people's will They defied the landlords They defied the law They were the dispossessed Reclaiming what was theirs We come in peace They said To dig and sow We come to work this land in common And to make the wastelands grow This earth divided We will make whole So it will be a common treasury For all The sin of property we do disdain No man has any right To buy and sell the earth for private gain By theft and murder they took the land Now everywhere the walls spring up at their command They made the laws to chain us well The clergy dazzle us with heaven Or they damn us into hell We will not worship the God they serve, the God of greed, who feeds the rich while poor men starve. We work, we eat together, we need no swords. We will not bow to the masters, nor pay rent unto the lords. We are poor men, but we are free. You diggers have have. age, yeah. you diggers all stand up for glory, stand up now. From the men of property the order came They sent the hired men and troopers to Wipe out the digger's claim Tear down their cottages, destroy their corn They were dispersed, only the memory lingers on You poor take courage, you rich take care this land was made a common treasury for everyone to share. All things in common, all people one. We come in peace, the order came to cut them down. <laughs>
8: Thanks to you for listening. For more information, visit our website
6: urbanpolitical.polyg.io
11: Please subscribe
7: and follow us on Twitter.